small differences can sometimes have a huge positive impact on your sleep quality. And that's why I'd like to thank Moonbow for helping me sleep better each night. Their memory foam pillow is designed to eliminate your neck and back pain for good. And it starts with the five removable layers of super plush supportive memory foams, allowing you to find the right height to optimize your comfort and rest. I've had the pleasure of sleeping on this pillow for a few weeks now, and the difference is simply fantastic. I'm beyond comfortable as I sleep, and I wake up with zero neck pain, something that I've grown accustomed to and frankly thought was just part of getting older. Shop a variety of quality sleep products created to help combat distractions and discomfort that steal your much-needed shut-eye by visiting moonbowsleep.com and using code ASMRPODCAST for 15% off your entire order. That's M-O-O-N-B-O-W-S-L-E-E-P dot com to shop for the sleep of your dreams and use code ASMRPODCAST at checkout for 15% off your order. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Sleep and Relax ASMR. This episode I'm doing a total freestyle ramble. That's right, I am being bold. I don't have any cue cards. I have zero notes. I have zero little bullet points laid out on my screen. I'm going full freestyle. Why am I doing full freestyle? For no other reason than I can. I can do it. Maybe not. Maybe I'll do a terrible job. Maybe this will be the worst ramble you've ever heard. But I don't think so. I don't think so. Because I'm a pretty random guy. So I think I can ramble. How many times can I say ramble? Ramble, ramble, ramble. For those of you unfamiliar with this series, um, it is exactly as I just described. I am rambling about different topics. The idea is to disorient you, keep you on your toes. Well, it's to get you off your toes in reality. I want you off your toes, preferably laying down either on your back or on your side, even on your stomach. But I've never understood stomach sleepers. i got to be honest with you. Because why... Why would you want to sleep on your stomach? Your face, you have to move your face so you can breathe. On your back, I understand, obviously. Personally, I'm a side sleeper. So, of course, that means that I like to sleep on my side with my arm under my pillow. Um, For me, it's just intuitive. Because if you're on your side, I mean, think about it. If you're on your side... And you don't put your arm under the pillow. How else are you going to have the pillow sort of lay under your head? I don't know. Um, actually, my grandfather, he will sleep um, almost not in a fetal position, but he, basically he always falls asleep on the right side of his body. So he's laying on his right shoulder. He puts his hands together as if he's almost like praying or doing like it almost looks like he's like when you bow in respect of someone in uh, let's say Japanese culture it almost looks like he's doing that but he's horizontal he's sleeping he says he uh, he just can't fall asleep any other way 
again, for me, I don't understand. If, if you're a stomach sleeper, I'd be curious to know why your stomach. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know I'm not the barometer for normal sleeping behavior. If I had it my way, um, well, maybe it's not as weird once I say it. <clears throat> but especially when I was younger, I liked to uh, lay sideways across my bed. So rather than sleeping, you know, from the head of your bed, you know, straight down to the, to the foot of your bed, whatever you call it, the, yeah, the foot of your bed, maybe. I liked to sleep at an angle. So it almost looked like I was, like I was trying to reach like the top, furthest top right corner of the bed to the furthest left. And, um, I don't know why I found it to be very relaxing and very comfortable. Um, I really do. Now I don't really do it as much because obviously with my significant other in there, she will not allow me to uh, sleep like a child anymore. And I guess that's kind of the beauty of significant others, isn't it? Is, um, <clears throat> excuse me, they kind of help, uh, help you correct some of your childish behaviors that you've carried on with you. In some cases, you don't even recognize it. I mean, not that she's perfect either. I mean, she's fantastic, obviously. But, um, you know, before meeting her, I, I hadn't realized that when I would eat, I mean, you guys have heard me eat. Um, even though on the podcast, it's, it's more, it's reserved, right? It's not exactly how I eat. It's for dramatic effect. You know, I'm like a method actor at that time, except with like, a tenth of the um, talent. Um, but for example, when I would eat potato chips, for example, there's a plane coming over the house. Hopefully, you can't hear that. When I would eat potato chips, I didn't realize it, but I would start to. I would almost start to like bunch the chips together, and um, it would. I don't know. I would eat. I would kind of eat like a caveman. I don't know. I don't know any cavemen or women, but that's just what I'll describe it as. So I hadn't realized that I was kind of eating still like a kid, you know, and I, it just, it never occurred to me. Um, what else? I'm trying to think of anything else. I mean, in all, in all fairness, she's the one that's trying to show me some of the childish things she does. And in her case, she will not sleep with the sheets. Um, she, she cannot sleep without being totally covered in sheets. And so you'd say, well, maybe it's because she likes the comfort and the sensation, the warmth of the sheets. And I would say that is very rational but she recently told me 
Now, the reason why she will never sleep without a sheet, regardless of the temperature, is she hates having any part of her body outside of the sheet. Not for real fear, but her own childish fear of like having something grab her in the middle of the night. You know, which is absurd. You know, you you despise the way that I eat potato chips, but you still carry this as if you're six. I mean, I'm saying this in good fun, obviously. It doesn't actually bother me. I think it's actually pretty adorable. Um, yeah, it's kind of weird. You know, her and I, we don't, we really don't have that much in common, but it, by that it works. It's a good compliment because I, I think, you know, I'm not a love expert. I'm not a relationship expert, you know, but I've been in a couple and I think what I can look back on other ones and really say is it's okay to be different than your significant other that can work. The problem is if you have fundamental beliefs that don't match up with that person. So for example, um, obviously if you're in your late twenties, uh, early thirties, and you really want to have children and your significant other doesn't, then that's going to be co a constant sense of, or source of, um, tension. If, for example, you are fiscally very conservative, you know, if you, if you're okay with delaying gratification so that in the near future you guys can, or in the distant future, you can, you know, retire or, or save for a trip and your significant other doesn't do that or can't understand why you do that. Oh, sorry. Or vice versa. I find that that's a huge source of tension. And then obviously, um, you know, things like, you know, if, if the other person, I'm going to move this forward just a tad, if the other person expects you to be a very specific kind of person, you know, a career oriented person, a family oriented person, and you don't do that or vice versa, that is a source of tension. You know, in my previous relationship to the one I'm in now, and we're talking about a long time ago, right? This isn't, this is a long time ago. Um, it's like everything else. You're young. You don't really know much. You're kind of just coming to know the person. Um, but there was always a double standard there, which is to say, you know, when I was, you know, I would want to do something. Oh, you can't really do that. But then when it was her turn, oh, okay, you can do that. And it was just kind of this back and forth of what can and cannot be done. And um, anyway, you you probably don't want to hear about this relationship relationship stuff. You're well, you're hopefully asleep, but no. you should be asleep by now at least. That is the goal after all. So, like I said, this is a freestyle. Um, <clears throat> All of the, uh, all of the, uh, silly stuff coming out of my mouth right now is, um, my own 
freestyle, kind of like Kendrick Lamar, backseat freestyle. Maybe one of my, um, you know what I love about, well, Kendrick Lamar in general, but in particular about backseat freestyle, you know, uh, Poetic Justice has the same kind of effect. You ever just hear music and you just say every part of what I'm listening to from start to finish is perfect. That's exactly the way that should be. It's kind of this abstract feeling. You don't really know why. But the melody, the rhythm, the instruments, the vocals, the lyrics, like, again, Poetic Justice more so. For me, Poetic Justice is a perfect, perfect song. I enjoy every part of it. I enjoy the, again, the the instrumentals behind the track. I love the lyrics. I love the way Kendrick raps to it, to the track. Um, I love the wittiness of, of, you know, it's kind of tongue-in-cheek. It's just like saying, like, Poetic justice, put it in the song. You know, that is poetic justice, you know. Uh, another song like that, I think, is... Um, All Right by Big Boy, right? His, uh, it's not that new anymore, I guess, but uh, Boomiverse, I think, is the name of the album. And there's everything about that song. I just, I find it to be so enjoyable from start to finish. I love the melody, I love the lyrics, I love... Not the lyrics, I mean, not necessarily the lyrics per se. What I enjoy is the vocals on top of the track. For me, it really meshes well. Another song like that is like Plush, right? Stone Temple Pilots. In particular, their unplugged version. I love that. Everything about that performance is like... It's just, it's like a complete song. It's just something you listen to and... Obviously, for every person, it's different, but for myself, those three tracks are ones that I, I can listen to start to finish, enjoy every part of it. But then you have tracks, obviously, that do the opposite. Maybe you love just a part of them, and you don't love uh, other parts. You know, for example, um, Linkin Park, Jay-Z, that numb encore mashup um never was into it you know maybe part of it is i'm expecting to hear numb and then obviously you have jay-z's um vocals come in as well in that song and you know maybe i'm just a little bit too one track in other words i'm 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 on some music savant i certainly don't claim to be i'm just a guy with a microphone and um, a lousy opinion on many topics. But, oh, sorry, I thought I uh, clicked there. Um, where was I? Oh, um, but I, I just don't think Numb Encore works for me. Um, Try to think where else. Or if I can get another example. Hmm. 
Oh, actually, now that I think about it, um, sorry, I don't know. I don't even know how long I didn't uh, speak there. Maybe it was like 20 seconds. Another song I feel the same way about Aerosmith, Sweet Emotion. I love the beginning. I love the Sweet Emotion chorus. And then the rest of the song is, it's kind of like in typical Aerosmith fashion. It's kind of like herky-jerky. It's kind of like, like, F yeah, rock and roll, you know. I know that that's what Aerosmith was about. They were, you know, F yeah, rock and roll, you know, just go at it 100%. But I kind of wish for Sweet Emotion they would have incorporated that chorus more. Uh, maybe in the background, you know, just to sort of sweeten up the song. Because I found the, you know, the Sweet Emotion part to be very... Um, maybe delicate, maybe there's a lot of depth, right? Like you, you can feel it. At least I can feel it in a very abstract way. Abstract meaning it's not like I, it's not like the song fills me up with emotion either, but it, it resonates, you know, I love hearing that part. And then the rest of the song you know, the the verses, they just fall flat for me. There, at no point throughout the song does Aerosmith replicate that kind of tenderness and, and um, completeness that the chorus does. And then I think to do the song an even greater disservice, they only go back to the Sweet Emotion chorus, I think, once after the initial intro. And again, the intro is perfect, right? It's, you get the, the bass starting to play. And then, you know, all of a sudden you get the drums. And then they start, you know, the sweet emotion. And then again, you get to the verse and it's like, I just really want to hear the sweet emotion part. They give it to you one more time and then they never go back to it definitely another example of a track that I don't enjoy every part of it. I just love a very specific part of it. And it makes you want, it makes you wish for a different, um, a different kind of completeness. I think Smashing Pumpkins, 1979 or 1979, one of those songs start to finish everything. I love the little intro that and then, you know, you get to the doom, 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 Love it. The verse, the chorus, the lyric. I, I even love the music video. If you've seen the music video, it just kind of, I love when music, um, movies, television, I love when these works of art help take you to another place where you can, you know, you're still aware of, you know, where you are obviously and who you are and all that but it's kind of interesting to have these works of art at least for me take me into a different place for three minutes two hours however long the uh, work is supposed to last it's a fairly useless rant so far I uh, I know that I'm talking about songs and freestyles and relationship advice like I'm Dr. Phil or something. But if Dr. Phil can do... I don't, is Dr. Phil a doctor? 
having people, having people, look at me, I sound like, uh, I make it seem as if I, I need a response from, uh, from you, the listener, again, hopefully you're asleep, can't believe that you stayed awake this long if you're still listening to me, if you're still totally conscious and awake, and I apologize because this has probably been brutal for you. Yeah, I mentioned earlier that um, the song All Right, is it All Right or All Night? No, it is All Right, by Big Boy, uh, his new album. Uh, good to see Big Boy making music again. I've uh, touched upon this on other episodes, uh, in Sleep and Relax Days more. How uh, Speaker Box slash The Love Below probably my favorite album ever um i remember being younger and really really loving the novelty of the kind of dual album and the idea of um love below is kind of this sweet romantic album speaker box is a little more um it's a little more fun it's a little bit more you know, it's it's more hip hop, let's say. And I remember, maybe for a year, two years, basically all I listened to were the tracks on those two albums. I remember going on a trip to Disney with my parents, and you know, my 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 dad was my dad is he's still around? Thank thank God. Um, my dad's a bright guy. He knows that I'm such a pain in the ass. That uh, even as a kid, uh, I'm being facetious. I don't think I was a bad kid, but I was a very active kid. I was the kind of kid that just wanted to always move on to the next thing and do something. So I remember playing like Super Mario or something like that. Um, we had a uh, we had an SUV at the time that had one of those TVs, so you could actually plug in your yeah, you could actually plug in your uh, console in the car and play it on the trip. Again, I think he might have gotten that SUV just so then that way I could play video games on the trip with my siblings and not have to <sighs> bother them too much because, you know, it's a pretty far drive for us. And, um, yeah. This was a, just a random tangent. I was going to say, I remember listening to speaker box and all that, but I was, this was, I was much younger at this time. You can tell that I'm recording this like at five in the morning. Isn't it funny that when you tell people, someone asks you, what time did you wake up? You ever notice that it's always like old men that always want to tell you how proud they are that they woke up before you this morning. Does that ever happen? You know, like you tell someone, yeah, I woke up early today. I woke up at, you know, six. And then there's always that one old guy. It's like, oh, wow. By six, I was on my third meal. I was up to have you know, four. It's like, okay, good. I'm glad that you were able to get up and at him. I have a, um, I have an uncle. It's very, he's not really an uncle. He's, he's more of a family friend. We call him an uncle. 
but he always wants to do that. Whenever we get on the subject of, you know, he knows, you know, they know that I record this podcast. And, uh, you know, if I see him after work, I'll, I'll mention it. I'm tired. I woke up today at five so, so I could record. And obviously you get hit with the comments of, well, I was up at four, four thirty. I was up at five and I was, I did a thousand squats before the roosters caught or whatever they do. It's always, um, it's always annoying, but it's not a big deal. Anyway, I'm going to dismount this ramble right here. What did you think of my freestyle ramble? Do you like it more when I have kind of a a guided, you know, I don't do scripts. I do, I do um, basically bullet points, topics that I want to hit for the episode, just to kind of guide me. Any emails? Uh, any emails, any questions, comments, suggestions can be emailed to hello at sleep and relax ASMR.com. Uh, check out the show notes for any relevant links that you may be searching for. You'll find there the link to our website as well as to our tip jar. Any little donation helps use to go back into the podcast. That's it for this episode. Thanks as always for listening. And take care.